dear me, it's sensory overload. And I'm John. And I'm Allie. It's September 2022, folks, and that means that we have been doing this podcast for three years. Happy anniversary, baby. Oh, thanks. So that means it's been three years since we started this podcast, eight years since she was diagnosed first with autism. Our daughter was, for those of you who maybe knew, she was diagnosed with autism at the age of three, and she's 11 years old. So there you go. All the salient statistics. Before we get started, you can write us at sensoryoverloadpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us your questions, concerns, ideas for the show, anything, anything that tickles your fancy, movie recommendations. Halloween ideas. Recipes. We don't care. We'll read it all. We read everything on this show. We don't give a fuck. All right. She is also starting a very big chapter in her life. She just started middle school this past week. Yeah. Finally, she can drink and party with the the goth kids and smoke cigarettes and... She's going to be in sixth grade. Party? No, she's in... Well, that's the thing. Is what she's I, you still know. sad that she can't take her doll to school, so I don't know if any of that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, it's interesting to me because, again, they're still, like, on the one hand, like, physically, some of them look like adults or smaller adults, and uh, and some of them don't yet. Some of them are still, like, very kid-looking, but it's interesting to drive up and, like, see these, like, basically young people, like, going to school with the kids, and I'm like, how does that work? But it is, you know, it's just... Middle like, school. It's just middle school. Like our daughter's, you know, larger than most adult women at this point. So she's probably one of those that I would look at and say, whose mother is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, she's a, she's obviously a student here. It's interesting because I was talking to I've, I've been talking to other parents about, you know, hey, it's back to school time. And and I'll say, you know, she's going to start middle school. And um, and they're like, oh, man, that must be so crazy. Or other middle school first middle first time middle school parents, too, will be like, oh, I'm just so nervous. So oh, I hope that they have fun. No middle school can be so cruel. And it's interesting because I feel like there's pros and cons to Bethany's particular situation in terms of starting middle school, because on the one hand, I'm almost like. I'm not really afraid of her being bullied in the same way, which is funny because she's actually not in gen ed. She's so, not in gen pop. She's in uh, she's, solitary confinement. She's in like a very small <laughs> special ed classroom with like seven other kids. And so yeah. she's and, and the kids do kind of most kids tend to disregard her. So she doesn't as far as I've ever seen ever get really like bullied. But it's like, on the other hand, I almost wish that that was a possibility. <laughs> that sounds wrong. But it's like just the idea that like she could be engaged in that community of like everybody, you know, the pinball machine that is middle school where you're just like bouncing off each other and it's not pretty, but it's part of your growth. Wow. Um, but I, on the other hand, it's like I'm kind of like that's kind of cool that she's a little shielded from it. It's like directly conflicting feelings on that. Yeah, well, I, I you know, realistically, I I don't think we can expect that she can handle you know the the ups and downs of of junior high kids because she's just uh, you know she's not at their particular maturity at this point, which is fine. You know, she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't have to be. We don't necessarily need her to be. It's you know whatever whatever she needs, but she is a little bit more protected. And so she's probably not going to get the same experience as other people. She's also not going to see probably junior high. I mean, she probably will see junior high as like, well, it just seemed like a sort of extension of elementary school, elementary school. Whereas, you know, for the other kids, it's going to be where they start, you know, again, smoking and drinking and driving their fast cars and right. Driving their fast cars (laughs) at at 13. Well, I was I saw that's that's a pretty hardcore independent film you're making in your head there, John. Uh, The funny thing is, I actually there was I was taking B to school the other day and uh, I was dropping her off and these three uh, ladies passed by. And at first I was I was 
<laughs> I thought they were teenagers. I thought they were on their way to the high school or something. And then I realized, oh, no, they're going to the middle school as well. And But they were dressed all in, like, goth gear, like, you know, what I would, you know, me and my uh, uh, old people friends would call goth gear. I don't know what they call Emo? Is it emo now? I don't know what the kids call it now. Um, goth still. But basically, look, now look, it's Robert Smith. Don't, you know, don't tell me that we didn't have this in the 80s. It was, you know, Robert Smith haircut and, like, Cindy Lauper, you know, uh, socks. So, but I saw them walking along and I realized, oh, they look so different to me because in elementary school, all the kids sort of were, you know, forced to conform to like a very like conservative, like you're going to wear a t-shirt. It doesn't have anything on it. You know, just they all boring, had to, boring, boring, you know, they all, the look, they all, I, I don't think it was even like, I think just sort of by design. It's like they all sort of looked like little kids. And now that they're sort of picking their own identities, it's like, oh shit, now we're going to see some shit. <laughs> Which yeah. I'm, I mean, on the one hand, you know, I'm I, I'm not you know ready as a father for that to happen yet. But as as someone who's in her corner, I'm sort of like, yeah, like start wearing makeup when we're not looking, and you know, steal uh, yeah. wigs from the from the local mall and steal wigs, <laughs> wigs, you know, like the big like alias hair that Jennifer Garner, like the big red uh, stuff. You know, yeah. come on, do something. It's a weird feeling to you know this middle school adventure we're about to go on or we're sort of starting because we've sort of decided collectively she and i that uh we're going to give them a little time to show us things we're not going to uh rush in with our battering rams and our anger and our uh, protective parent stuff yet we're going to wait and see what they present to us um we're not going to wait very long <laughs> we've 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 already called an iep for you know the next uh, in, in a few weeks so you know we've we're we're setting a tone but we're also like well I, you know we're sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place with this because bethany has told us in no uncertain terms i hate homeschooling i hate you being my teachers uh, and we're like okay well fair enough but we're also like well is you know a full day at school the best thing for her we can't tell is there you know maybe is there's a middle ground what you know maybe we could get her you know pull her out during the day a little bit and have her tutored you know what's what are our options and we're sort of just you know mulling things over and seeing how the year starts out before we commit to anything but you know it's a different school and it's like you know they deserve their chance to try and fail i guess because yeah well on the one hand i'm like a little hopeful that a different setting a different teacher that sort of thing might might do a little something but then uh some of the things that she's been talking about that they do in the classroom it sounds like it's really kind of the same approaches and so that makes me a little bit nervous but i'm just trying to be like hoping that something will <laughs> will present itself. present itself that it's worthwhile but like mostly i'm just looking at it as it buys us time to come up with another plan everybody had recommended mainstreaming and trying to get you know her in as as typical uh, a well, scenario she, as possible she she wouldn't t- the, what she has had throughout her career of, of education has, none of it would be considered mainstreaming but it's more well, just, very little of it now but it started more mainstream than it has ended it was up. so briefly mainstreamed it was like a little bit of kindergarten but most of the time she's been pulled out of gen ed for pretty much everything yeah that's true so, you know, um, we kind of gave up on that, honestly, pretty quickly because they were, it was clear that they weren't going to give it to us. And so we thought, well, maybe this is how she'll learn better. Maybe they're right. And instead, it felt like they like I'm trying to be more generous than I feel at the moment that they that they were overprotective. 
Well, I, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it because I think it came from a good place. I think they were like, well, let's not. 100%. You know, we're not trying. You know, they don't want to change her either. I think, you know, they were trying to work with, you know, yes, it's, who it's, she was. I, I, I do see that in what they're doing. So I don't want to be mean about it. But I just and maybe we can see this as parents because there's things that we can say and do with her that, you know, maybe they don't feel comfortable with. Like challenging her. Challenging her. Yeah. Giving, you know, taking her out of her comfort zone a little bit in order to help her grow. Not being mean, but just like, you know, this is a thing that we've been really trying to enforce the last, you know, year or so. And, And I think it's starting to catch on with her, but it's hard to tell. But we keep trying to enforce this idea. She, you know, suffers from anxiety, you know, and she's gotten much better about it over the years. But I think part of her anxiety as she gets more uh, independent and self-aware is that she, I think, like a lot of people who are completely neurotypical, they fear failure. They fear what will happen to them in failure. They fear what people will think of them in failure. So they rather than try something that they fear that they're going to fail at, they just don't do it and they fight doing it which is what she will do. She'll fight doing something for fear of failing in it. And we're trying to enforce to her, look, we don't care if you fail. Failure is not the worst thing that can happen. Not trying to us is worse. Right. And so that's basically what we've been trying to say to school is like, we don't care if she, I mean, it sucks. And we know what it's like. It's terrible if she has a fit. But at the same time, it's like living in fear (laughs) of behavior is not going to help you in the long term. We've all learned this. The more you're consistent with things, the more that it's like it's empowering to them, you know. And so it's like them just constantly making these decisions based around whether or not she's going to be successful, which in their mind means calm, yeah, is not fair to Bethany or to them. Well, they have a very narrow window because, you know, even Allie describing it as, oh, she might throw a fit. I don't think we're in that spot right now. I think she is at her most pliable right now because it's a new school, new expectations. I think if they were to make any dent in how they work with her, it would be now. Yeah. Because I like her new teacher, and I'm hopeful that she she seems to recognize in Bethany that, like, oh, she can kind of push a little bit. Because she does, you know, from the very, very brief interactions I've had with them, it seems like she is able to sort of gently nudge Bethany in a direction. And I'm like, okay, cool. Can you do more than, you know, can you nudge her to try a little harder on this or that or the third? So, I, I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the new school year because I, I i like the new teacher she has and i'm i'm hoping that moving forward because it seems to be the type of person that bethany really responds to who's, who's more like no nah, girlfriend come over here and do this yeah uh, bethany other- responds well to someone just saying no we're doing this and she goes oh okay great the other thing too i think that i i would do differently this year that i haven't done at like as much in the past as I wish I had and I think that's a little bit of that you know symptom of overwhelm is really just being like every week what is she learning this week because you know she's not going to tell us like what are you guys working on you know like what book is she reading is she not reading a book why isn't she reading a book you know things like that because then I would find out like she wouldn't even be reading a book with the class it would be like worksheets and I'm like okay at this time that I kind of realized that I was like she's in fifth grade like what is going on guys like yeah i don't quite understand it but again i'm not an educator so it's hard for me to say you're doing it wrong because i don't want to be one of those people who's like no i do it my way yeah for the record we worship teachers his parents were teachers like we i i really respect them and so i really think that's why i tend to think this is just this is old-fashioned thinking because again i think they think they're being respectful by being like we get you we know it's hard and then it's like no but 
what's the part where you then respect her enough to expect things from her yeah you know like you can do it in a way that is uh, that is understanding of what works for her without you know not expecting much i i outright offended by that yeah <laughs> and i think we all should be but i'm i'm um, i'm sitting over here trying to be hopeful that if this that this is the right fit and if it's not that we will uh finally come up with something that is thoughtful and assertive to try something different <laughs> good luck to us because man <laughs> if you have ideas the interesting thing about bethany now versus bethany when we started this podcast the three years ago bethany is i would say she's practically a different kid at this point because we were still you know if you remember when we were starting out she was still sort of dealing with you know anxiety issues and things like that and now i think she's a lot more comfortable in her skin and a lot more comfortable with communicating at least basically and hearing us yes and we don't yes yeah, so we at home don't see a lot of behavior stuff it still pops up it's still there and we have learned that things sometimes go you know, ebb and flows, so I'm hoping this is not just a, you know, what would this be, a flow? <laughs> I don't know. An ebb or a flow. <laughs> but yeah, um, but, I mean, but it she... does feel like she's turned some good corners, and I'm really proud of her. Yeah, I mean, with us, she, you know, her whining about stuff, she is a lot more whiny than she used to be as a, as a younger yeah. kid, but the whininess is more age-appropriate. <laughs> hilariously it's like when she kind of goes i know that's so boring i'm like well at least she's you know complaining in an age-appropriate manner because like we go to our friends houses and our kids are about the same age when they're like hey can you do this and I'm like oh i'm like well that checks out <laughs> i mean you know she's not going to be an angel so you know if well, she's, yeah, she's going to complain to us i would rather she did it you know because <laughs> you know we 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 i think we idealize childhood as being adults with more responsibilities and stuff but childhood is incredibly hard incredibly hard you're constantly learning new things you always feel at least vaguely uncomfortable with like you know what is my body doing what are the adults expectations of me how am i supposed to be friends oh, like, what, so, what is I'm, going on i mean you know? there's so little of your day that's not sort of accounted for by adults you know yeah you don't have a vote in your life as much and that's yeah. that's intense so i mean you certainly i mean i think when you get your free breaks when you're a kid you uh, treasure them you know just as much or more as an adult would but and can genuinely enjoy them more i get the feeling <laughs> but that's because as an adult we can just decide you know what i'm sick of my job and then start smoking weed in your office and get fired you know and you <laughs> that can was say elaborate <laughs> i was trying to think of the most uh you know adult stupid thing i could think of but you know. that was that was still kind of like um square and i'm impressed <laughs> smoking your dope in, in, your in california office. where it's legal <laughs> Well, you're still not allowed to smoke weed at work. No, of course not. I just, I just. <laughs> you can still get fired for smoking weed at work, woman. I'm sure you could. It's just sort of, it's just kind of funny to me. I don't know. I, I, I don't even smoke weed. I don't know what I'm talking and about. I'm just saying that adults. It just sounded cute. <laughs> Uh, adults at least have the agency to decide you know what i don't like my job and i don't think i'm gonna go anymore <laughs> like in office space yeah so that's what's up in the nelson household after three years of podcasting <laughs> i know it's funny because it's like any kind of anniversary don't you always feel like pressure to be like what have we learned what have where we are we at what are we gonna do next and instead i'm like we made it three years yeah <laughs> it's uh it's definitely important to celebrate milestones that's a big thing in this house celebrate pretty much whatever 
Should we sing Bethany's partying song? <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> B comes up with little theme songs for playing and partying and stuff, and so the theme song she has, which I will not, I will not do this to you because I have a voice only my daughter could love. But um, most of the lyrics of her "I love partying" song is like, "I love partying, s'mores and activities. I love partying. I just love the only specificity is s'mores." And activities. And there's not that many s'mores. <laughs> but she's had s'mores a couple of times. And understandably, that lives rent-free. I love s'mores myself. I get a little unreasonable about them, actually. So I, I get it. It's just so cute. <laughs> this is the way the world ends. <laughs> not with a bang, but with some s'mores. But with some s'mores. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining us for the last three years of Sensory Overload, everyone. Again, if you want to write us and give us suggestions for topics or tell us what's going on in your life, you can write us at sensoryoverloadpodcast at gmail.com, or you can simply go to sensoryoverloadpodcast.com and click one of the fancy schmancy icons that go to email or Instagram or Twitter or any of all that stuff. Nah, mean fam. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you close your eyes, put your hands over your ears and go la 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 la, it'll all just go away. Mm-hmm.